I've never had pooping stage fright. Boom, boom, clap. Yeah. Boom, de clap, de clap. Welcome to Movie Mug and the Father and Son podcast that's the official podcast of your current relationship. <laughs> you're welcome, lovers. <laughs> I don't know if that's a you're welcome. Of course that it is. Be... Like in the 80s, 90s, everybody had a their song. song. Well, now... Well, they, they normally pick the song to be something like upbeat or romantic and not like dark, nasty, and dirty. <laughs> so many people have hard times making decisions these days, so... Oh. It's sometimes it's just better for somebody to come in and make the decision for you. I just did. You're welcome. Yeah. Well, I'm Vince. I'm Jack. And we are a father and son duo who love watching movies and having a conversation, but more importantly, spending quality father-son time together. This is episode 64. Nice. You think Easy would like this? Definitely. Cruising down the street in our episode 64? No, I was thinking cruising down the street in his 64, listening to Movie Mug in episode 64. Rest in peace, Easy. We know if you were still around, you'd uh, you'd be doing just that. Yeah. All right, I got some stuff today, so let's get into it. It's lobby time with Vincent Jack. All right, everybody, welcome to the Movie Mug and Lobby. This is a time we talk about things that aren't necessarily related to the movie we're going to be watching, but we still think it's important enough to warrant some airtime. Nice. That was a good one. Yeah, so a couple weeks ago, I talked about wanting to get a bidet. Yes. I did make that purchase. I saw it. Don't get excited, because I haven't even taken it out of the box yet, so this is not going to be a review of the bidet. That's coming, though. That's a tease right there. Oh. Um... We also talked about how we are hairy-assed gentlemen. Yes. And we weren't sure if a bidet was going to really work for us. So I did a little research. I got on uh, on this thing called the World Wide Web. Really? Yeah. And I, there was like a search box. And I just typed in hairy asses, and then I didn't really get what I was looking for. So I typed in, are bidets good for hairy asses? And it took me to this. This is from Reddit. This guy says, it seems to me that bidet technology was not meant for white guys with hairy asses, and especially Italians. How much water pressure does it take to get peanut butter out of a shag carpet? <laughs> I thought that was a, That's a really oh, good yeah, one. Yeah. That's a great comparison. So he's basically saying that uh, it's not going to work for him. All right, so the other one I read, it came up, it said, how do you wipe properly and poop cleanly when you have a hairy butt? <laughs> Poop cleanly. Yeah, it says, maybe this isn't a grooming question you've ever asked. If so, good for you, oh, smooth-ass haver. But if that chia pet you call a fanny causes some problems, you're not alone. <laughs> Having a hairy ass can turn even the most satisfying bowel movements into wiping marathons that only the winter soldier's left arm can handle. Wow. <laughs> so I started doing research on Amazon, and I, I picked out one that I think's good, and I read a couple of the reviews. This one says, amazing, man up and get one. <laughs> As you start to get older, sometimes you suddenly notice, man, I need to wipe. Whether it's from what? fart dust or remnants of leftover from your last battle for the throne, it won't matter anymore. You can say goodbye to undie stains and stanky ass syndrome with this bidet. After installing this, my anus has never been cleaner throughout the day. 
Every man should have one of these. Once I'm done pooping, a couple of sprays, one wipe, and that's it. I don't get it. Um, when you get older, you need to wipe more? Uh, yeah. Sorry about that. Is uh, that actually true? Oh, I don't, I don't know. I think it's more of my diet that, <laughs> like makes, that me makes me wipe no more than anything sense. else. But he did talk about um, fart dust, which I have not experienced fart dust yet. I'm a little worried about that one. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds pretty scary. This next one says, um, if you're a guy, it's a nice way to clean the jewels as well as the dumpster. Why would I need to clean my balls? I don't know. <laughs> I do that in the shower. From the Fremunda cheese. You I, know, if you've been spending a lot of time outside or I, something, you just squirt that off. My shit does not like shrapnel out and will <laughs> hit my balls. But you know what? The balls could probably always use a little uh, hosing off. <laughs> a little, yeah. From the sweat and the, they'd be all glistening. At the end, it says, build that confidence knowing that you are clean on both the outside as well as the inside. It's like shooting water into the clown's mouth at a carnival game, just doing oh. it blindfolded. <laughs> it's just, I don't, I don't see it working. Maybe we're just going to have to sit there longer. 45 seconds you know, well, of ass spray? Maybe. I don't know what it's going to take, but we will both be back on here. I'm thinking next week to give you the, the breakdown. I got a shit right now, so we could just go set it up. No, we're both idiots when it comes to mechanics. Take so too long. I'm I shit would, my pants. Take long. You always have to shit when we're doing a podcast. I always have to shit, period. Yeah, you kind of do. Because I'll get like a quarter of it out, and then like I'll have to go to work, and then I'll go to work, and then like last 75% of it's like, hey, 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 hey. Hi, hi, I'm ready to come out. It's like uh, Miss Doubtfire. Hey. Mm-hmm. Just peeking out. I got. I tried to shit earlier when I felt how I do now, and it was like, oh, I'm really scared of stage fright. <laughs> and then now it's like I really want to fucking come out. I've never had pooping stage fright. I've had peeing stage. No, fright No, I was talking about the poop has stage fright, <laughs> not me. Okay. Sometimes you got to make it come out. Sometimes you have to serve it that eviction notice. Give myself a hemorrhoid? No, just kind of reach a finger in there and get it started. <laughs> like <laughs> spiral my finger around? Yeah. Or just lo- loosen things up a bit? Just break it up. Get a little coat hanger in Fall there? Fall out like the pebbles. Coat hanger. <laughs> <laughs> the wire coat hanger would definitely loosen up a bit of turd. I don't like where this is headed, so let's uh, Well, I've, let's I didn't on. say anything. All right. Speaking of toilets, something happened to me the other day <laughs> that has never happened to me. And it was quite upsetting. I need to leave the room for this one because I I know what happened. So I've been married almost 27 years, and I put my wife up on this pedestal. She does not poop. Cartoon bluebirds fly into the window and take it away before it even becomes poop. That's (laughs) that's real. That's how it happens. But the other day, something (laughs) happened, and I want to call Olivia and see if she will have a conversation with me. About what happened. It's not going to be easy. <laughs> it's going to take a couple calls. What? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Olivia, this is Vincent Jack from Movie Muggin, and you are live on the air right now. Great. Um, any idea why I'm calling? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> So I gave a little tease. You want to tell our listeners what happened? So I walk into the bathroom and I open up the toilet and Vince's turd is in there. Mm. And I was like, what the hell, Vince? Why don't you flush the toilet? 
God. You want to tell people what really happened? (laughs) That is what really happened. That's it. All right, so here's, here's what really Thanks happened. Thanks for calling. I'll talk to y'all <laughs> no, 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 you're not going anywhere. So um, here's what happened. I go to the Lies. bathroom. And I lift up the toilet seat. And I see some, uh, some, little, some little poo-poos in there with some toilet paper on top. And uh, I go out there in the other room, and I'm like, um, did you not flush the toilet? And she jumped up so quick. And started sprinting over there. I'm like, I flushed it for you. Oh no! <laughs> in the in the 27 years we've been together, I've never ever seen that. You've never acknowledged that it even happened. I know, and 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 now I am so fucking scarred. It's it's not even funny. Now I've seen like it looks like maybe she, she dropped peanut butter in there and stuff just like little, little tiny like spoonfuls of peanut butter or something in the bottom yeah, like or scraped on the bottom yeah like scraped on the bottom yeah <laughs> but, but but i've never seen her do do man well maybe she just maybe those are like m&ms covered in peanut butter no they were big she was like having <laughs> she had some big doo-doos that's not good gosh i didn't want to know that part i didn't either mm. i didn't either I, that's, suck. that's a barrier that I did not want to break. In my defense, and you have to include this, you cannot edit this out. In my defense, we have a problem with our toilet. And if you don't, yeah, like, it had your doo doo in it. Stop it. After you flush, if you don't like hit it again, the tank won't refill. Vince is notorious for not pushing it again for the tank to refill. So I had to like push it again and I was waiting for the tank to refill and my adult ADD kicked in and I forgot. I like started thinking about something else, doing something else. And then that fateful thing happened. (laughs) I mean, number one, apology not accepted. (laughs) I didn't apologize. And you can expect the next time I have a Mount Pupu Kaka where it, the tip of it is out of the water. Yeah. I am a, I'm going to go in the other bathroom and wipe so there's no toilet paper on top. (laughs) There's uh, no hiding that glory. I'm going to, like, send a link so people can start funding my my need to get out of living with you two. (laughs) Fine. (laughs) I'll put some money towards that. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Set up that GoFundMe, man. I'll uh, I'll do it, yeah. Hey, y'all need me. Yeah, I suppose we need you. But what I need you to do is never do that to me again because that was terrible. I'll just, I'll I'll think about it. How, how ashamed were you? She was very ashamed because I come downstairs and then you're like, guess what happened? So something terrible happened to me. And you could just look at her and just tell. You could feel it in the air. She had her tail between her legs. Mm-hmm. And, yep. I have to say I was 100% horrified you were horrified. and mortified mm-hmm. and embarrassed so anything else you would like to say about this let's never speak of it again <laughs> no you're not you're not gonna live it down that easy oh come on <laughs> this is terrible it is terrible and, yeah I and know. now literally millions of listeners know all about millions it. yep yeah thousands hmm. anyway how about tens all right. Well, no. I just wanted to. Uh, Y'all are funny. I just wanted to touch base with you on Stalled that. Stalled you again. 
See how yeah, exactly. See how I wanted to humiliate you, embarrass you in front of millions. Yeah. Did it work? Exactly. It worked. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> you did it. All right. Bye. <laughs> I love that. It's so funny. All right. Anything else? <laughs> no. All right. Well, let's head on back to the podcast studio slash viewing room and Jack will unveil today's movie. All right. Before he unveils today's movie, this month we're doing things a little bit different. We are picking parameters for the other one to pick a movie. Mm-hmm. So last week I said, Jack, pick a musical, but don't watch a trailer for it. And yeah, one that I've never seen. Yeah. And so now, Jack, batter up. So just to clarify, I searched like best musicals or something like that just to see like what a general list looked like. And I saw this movie on there, and I've already been wanting to see this movie kind of but I didn't think it would be a musical. I thought it would be, I don't know. But I, I did some more research because I really wanted to pick this, but I wasn't sure if it would fit. And it said it was like Grease plus West Side Story plus something else. So then I'm like, well, both of those are like actual musicals where they break out into song randomly. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, it must be. So... That's what I base my thoughts off of because I can't watch a trailer to confirm. Right. So just getting that out there. All right. So this movie came out in 2019. It's rated R. It's kind of long. Runtime of 121 minutes. All right. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave this an 89%, while the audience gave it an 88%. Oh, okay. IMDb rated this a 7.3 out of 10 stars. The Moore Mothers tell us that there's a measly 26 fucks in this movie. Compared to last week. And uh, that there's heavy kissing. This movie is called Rocket Man. Oh, okay. The Elton John? Yeah. So I thought it was going to be like biography style, but they said it was like West Side Story meets Grease plus something else. I didn't keep reading because that was enough confirmation for me. I can't imagine this is a musical where people just break out in song. Yeah, I can't. It might be... Because it's like the Elton John story. It might be because things... Because they... Just sing songs throughout the movie, maybe. I don't know. Kind of like Bohemian Rhapsody. I mean, that's. But they said that this movie satisfied what that one didn't musically or something like that. So, I mean, if it isn't, maybe I pick something else or I don't know. Because I don't really want to fail. But I couldn't watch a fucking trailer. So I had to, I had to go out on a limb. I don't really want to fail. That's not something you usually say when you're <laughs> picking a movie for this podcast. <laughs> but I, I don't you know, know what? It is what it is. That's what you pick. Let's uh, let's go with it. Okay. All right. Well, let's take a movie mug and pause. And we are back after watching 2019's Rocket Man. Yep. That was a musical. It was. It really I, was. I was kind of surprised. But, I mean, if it's going to be, like, out of all the singers to have, like, a movie biography about them, I'm not surprised that Elton John's was a musical as well. Because he's very eccentric, and he likes to do things different. Even though this had, like, actors, just like uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, which I haven't seen, but you said it wasn't a musical. No, but he's also eccentric, too. Yeah. So you would think. But, I mean, I know who is much more eccentric out of the two. Yeah. That's extremely obvious. It was a nice surprise. It really was. I kind of thought that it was going to be like Bohemian Rhapsody, but you know what? Because that's, that's how thought, it would make sense. I thought Jack tried. 
So we'll just we'll just roll with it and see what happens. And I I mean I'm I couldn't watch a trailer. I did my best to research. I I even Google like if you look at my Google history, it'll say I'm not among among Google the other history. things. It says is Rocket Man a musical like Grease? Because <laughs> I was really trying to find like a juicy Reddit post that would let me know, which I didn't. But would you let your mother look at your Google history? Yeah. Nothing nothing to see on there. No. No? Actually, you didn't search like musical porn. Like in no. researching this, do you think there is musical porn? Definitely. <laughs> really? If you can think of it, there is porn of it. Like there's a thing called Rule Thirty Four, which is like this place you can go on the internet. If it's conceivable, then someone has made porn of it. Whether it's a drawing, anything, literally anything. Um, lunch ladies. Okay, well, that you don't even have to go to Rule 34 for that, I guarantee you. Lunch lady porn? I guarantee it. Oh, there's all sorts of ridiculous fucking narratives. Hey, uh, I think you kind of skimped me on the tacos. I've can seen you, a, uh, Can you give me a little more? I've seen a meme that's existed for a long time, but it says when the lunch lady slides you an extra chicken nugget, <laughs> and there, <laughs> there's like this dude... I don't know, like some lady working in a food restaurant, and she's on the counter, and there's a dude banging her. Like in the restaurant, <laughs> when the lunch lady slides you an extra chicken nugget. Gosh, <laughs> like that's—I love that meme. It never gets old. <laughs> I guess I got to show you later. <sighs> All right. Well, let me give it the fifty cent tour. This is loosely the story of Elton John because this movie did seem exaggerated. Well, and when you went to go take a shit right afterwards, I kind of looked it up on the internet oh. a little bit, and it's loosely. But it was fun, and it was a true musical, mm-hmm. so that was that was nice. Let me see what the internet has to say. Good acting, too. Yeah. I like, I don't remember his name, but Eggsy from Is it Kingsman. It was Taron something. Egerton. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Young Reginald Dwight changes his name to Elton John and collaborates with singer-songwriter Bertie Tappan to become one of the most iconic figures in pop history. Set to his most beloved songs, it's the epic musical story of Elton John, his breakthrough years in the 1970s, and his fantastical transformation from shy piano prodigy to international superstar. Basically what I said. Yeah, that was perfect. Uh, So last week, we watched a movie that had the record number of F-words in it, which was 935. Question, were there more F-words in that movie, or were there more glasses in this movie? F-words in that movie. It's close. No. <laughs> I mean, I know. There were a lot of different sunglasses and glasses and shades, whatever. Shades, sunglasses, glasses galore. He had, like... They were cool. He had some cool ones. He had, like, 10 sunglass changes several times in, like, a span of 10 seconds. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I think we got to go back and count. I think it's pretty close. Uh, but those were in, like, the montages of he'd go on stage and then it would play out a bunch of different shows kind of as he's doing the same song, but then in different costumes. It's funny, when when we started the movie, like there was this person telling you everything that was happening. Yeah, like even like the Paramount thing. Yeah, it's like um, if, if you like watch the first of a movie, before the movie comes on, it kind of zooms into the mountain and then the stars come out and, and it's explaining this. It says, zoom in on a mountain with a snowy cap. <laughs> um, stars arc over it and then when the movie begins it's elton john walking down the hall and he's dressed like uh, the devil kind of mm-hmm. 
And it says, yeah. man burst through doors. And it's just <laughs> narrating this stuff. And I'm like, what? I think this is just kind of a weird way to do this. Or yeah, like that. we were we were watching like the the beginning part before it even showed Elton John, and I was like, I I, I looked to see because I thought we were watching like a vision impaired version or something. Mm-hmm. And you're like, no, I think they're just being funny. They're just being cute. And like, and I I thought it was kind of funny. Like I did too. And then Elton John bursts through the door, mm-hmm. and so I was like, wait wait a fucking minute. We look at the audio options, and for some reason. Like blind person version is clicked. I don't remember what it was called. It was not called blind person. It was, it was I think it's like audio descriptions. And, and I don't know why in the world that was on. I don't either. <laughs> it was kind of funny. It, it was, was a, a good fun way start to start to the, movie. the movie. Exactly. Yeah. So, what were your thoughts? I really, really like this movie, but I didn't love it. I mean, it's the same type movie that you see over and over and over again. It's yeah, like it follows this, the a fun rise yeah. to the top and we've talked about that before and then the fall the which the fall in this movie to me was not as devastating as others like i didn't feel it in my body like oh this movie i just found the fall it, as sad as it was i'm not discrediting that it, it was just less personally sad for me and more like i didn't find it as fun to watch like I, I don't understand it. It it happens so often. It it happened in Bohemian Rhapsody as well. Not to the really to the same extent that it happened to Elton John, but he basically he lost everybody. Nobody wanted to hang around him anymore. He kind of became this asshole, kind of like Elton John did. Huge ego. And it just makes me wonder, you know, when we become rich <laughs> and famous from this podcast. Cocaine, yes. I'd like to think that you know we're going to keep our wits about us, and we're not going to forget the the little people. You know, we're we're going to still talk to Gary every now and then, maybe. You know, depending on what he can do for us. But I, I just I don't think I don't think I would go there. I, I just I mean, yeah, I'd I'd do all the drugs and stuff like that. And well, it's but, one thing <laughs> to be podcasters, and another to be a fucking rock star. Because I mean, if you're getting on stage, six one way, half dozen. So the other say, way. so let's say that how, how many people can even fit? We'll say six hundred thousand people listen to us versus we go on a stage in front of six hundred thousand people. You can see how there's going to be a big like difference in feelings. Yeah, and they're yeah. going to and they're going to miss ego. out on the, miss out on the power of editing as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. No blunders on the stage. Nope. Gosh, <laughs> that would suck. You know, there's podcasts that do go on the road, and they bring big crowds. I don't think, I don't really know that if we're a on the road podcast, <laughs> we're not. Well, we we'd podcast. have to do a different format because we're not just gonna like get on the stage and then turn our lawn chairs backwards and watch a movie with the entire crowd, and then <laughs> and then like as we're like giving it shitty scores or booing and shit. Like we we would have to do just like a strictly lobby time, like strict yeah lobby time comedy type mm-hmm. show. If we were gonna ever do something on the road, I'll start working on that. <laughs> Maybe we could just go back through all our lobby times and just write them down. It'd be our set list, and we just kind of <laughs> just kinda go through repeat them. it. Yeah, exactly. be like old King of the Hill reruns. I'll call Olivia again to talk about her dookie that I saw. <laughs> she was upset about. That. I think people are gonna like that. Maybe even recreate it and get a picture for everybody. I know. I got a picture in my mind, and I can't get rid of <laughs> I that. Know. It's awful. It's awful. Your mother doo-doos. She I don't does. know why she you keep doo-doos. calling it a doo-doo. Because I don't want to call it anything whore. else. 
I don't want to say your mom takes a shit. A greasy shit. No. She doo-dooed <laughs> once. She'll never do it again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gosh. So gross, man. Well, I mean, we know my sister doo-doos. <laughs> well, one, a funny story I doubt I've ever told. So during like the whole Bloody Mary era of my life, where that was like one of the scariest things ever, so probably elementary school, she tells me this, and I was so afraid of Freddy Krueger, and she tells me, if you do this certain thing, you go in the bathroom, you like spin three times and say, Freddy Krueger, come alive or something, and then inhale deeply through your <laughs> nose, that he would come out of the mirror. And so I did it, and she wouldn't, she like, she just pushed the door against like, she made it to where I couldn't leave after inhaling deeply through my nose. <laughs> and you realized. After she took a fat one in the fucking bathroom. Oh, your sister's genius, man. And, and also, she shit in the womb, didn't she? When she came yes. out, she was shitty. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, that, that was a big sign of my sister does shit. Oh, gosh, yeah. That was... Um, <laughs> Probably green. Yes, it was, and it was <laughs> or awful. Ye- <laughs> yellow. It was Why awful. Why is dog shit all yellow? I don't know. I don't want to talk about dog shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about dog shit before. I think last week or the week before we talked about it. <laughs> All right, back to the movie. I thought it was cool, really, really cool, when, like, I think it's cool, and I'd love to be a part of it sometime, where you're just witnessing the birth of greatness. Like, when yeah. when he was in the recording studio, and I think he was singing your song. I'm not sure what song it was. Or our song. Yeah, Um like like the guy in the booth just kind of stopped and looked, and you could just mm-hmm. tell I'm witnessing greatness. And then when they went and played the Troubadour, it was like one of the first times he'd played with his band, and he was just rocking out, and his band was just looking at him like, oh, my gosh, this yeah. guy's going to take us to the top. It's just amazing. How fucking cool would it be to like witness the birth of something like that, like to see Jimi Hendrix play guitar for the first time or witness Nirvana doing Smells Like Teen Spirit. In their garage. Or, yeah, I mean, just to... Just to be a part of that and just go, oh fuck, <laughs> this—that's it's got to be such a unique feeling. Yeah, and it's not even just to be a part of it, just to witness it. Like you were saying, either way, and I'd love to be a part of it, but <laughs> but just to see it, we should ask Gary what it feels like because he sat on the couch and witnessed it multiple times. <laughs> I mean, you witness me every lobby time. When I have so much to say. When you have nothing. Witness the epic failure. But how fucking cool would that be? That would be awesome. And it's only music, right? There's no, there's nothing. I mean, I guess you could watch some kid playing football, but I've seen like a lot of really good high school that, football players that, that, as much. that fade away in, in, in college. They become a nobody. But <laughs> musically, man, that would be what I would like to see. And music is a much bigger part of my life than fucking sports. And I don't really care to watch sports no. that much. Like if I see like an awesome play then it's like oh i can definitely appreciate that but i'm not going to go out of my way to look for best baseball catches ever a good hockey fight though yeah that'll, that'll do it for that'll you. turn me on you know sports i've missed them during covid but now that they're back i'm just kind of like eh. it's like what you want to feel after rehab <laughs> yeah <laughs> you get out and you're just yeah i don't really want to do cocaine anymore that's what you hope for doesn't always turn out like that no it doesn't all right let's uh talk about um let's talk about favorite parts i think my favorite part was probably when he played at the labrador troubadour (laughs) i couldn't remember it so i yeah uh part way through the show he also realized he was 
doing something great. And the whole crowd started to like slowly like zero gravity levitate, and mm-hmm. so did he. That was just a great way to show that magic was happening. And that was a magical night, and that was a huge night and a huge factor in his success. Yeah. Was his, that was his breakout moment, Absolutely. At, at least in the movie. That's mm-hmm. what they made it seem like. That was awesome. It definitely gave me chills. And I also think it gets it, it gets extra points because people are floating. You have like feelings? whenever i was a kid i always wanted to be an astronaut only so i could do zero gravity mm-hmm. and then i realized it's like a lot of work <laughs> to become an astronaut so it's like now i'd love to you won't fucking make a grilled cheese sandwich because it's a lot of work you're gonna fucking <laughs> think you're gonna be an astronaut well no, it was only so i could experience zero g because not everyone gets to do that well you can do those like indoor skydiving type things but that's not zero gravity that's just fake falling <laughs> It might be the closest you ever get, though. Yeah, but I just want to experience it because it just seems so cool, and just all the the magical the magicalness, I guess you'd call it, of levitation. That'd be cool. It just really emphasized how significant that moment was, and I just it spoke to me. It was a cool moment. It was like a really cool scene that you just weren't expecting. Mm-hmm. There, there was another. I think that's my favorite part too. But there was another scene earlier when he was still a kid. And he's in this bar, and he just starts fucking rocking out on oh. Saturday nights, all right, for fighting. And then he, like, goes outside, and he's growing up. He becomes... He, like, goes through a fence, he a becomes, hole in the fence. Yeah, and all of a sudden, he's Eggsy. Uh-huh. I'm just going to call him Eggsy. Yeah. And there's this big dance scene and stuff like that, and then he finds his way back to the bar. It was just a really cool... All the transitions yeah, and the fighting. and him growing up. Mm-hmm. It was just... Uh, I liked it. I love the dance scenes too. They got a little Bollywood in there and stuff like that. I I was sad that there wasn't more dancing because that's some good flash mob type stuff. Yeah, but at the beginning, like it 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 kind of tapered yeah. off the the whole feel of the movie took a turn when he took a turn. Yeah, and but it, it kind of had to because it, it felt really cool at the beginning. Yeah, but then it like I said, it, it, it diminished. It, yeah, it diminished, and as it diminished, so did the feel good dancing and stuff like that. There was some weirder, like orgy type dancing and yeah. stuff like that. That was it, just it was off putting yes. and unsettling. But that's how it had to be because mm-hmm. one, he realizes he's in a horrible situation. Then he'll fuck something up. Then he'll do a lot more drugs, and it's just like he's in this weird state of existence. So there had to be some unsettling, weird, off-kilter things there. Like, where he was, like, he was walking down these stairs, and there's a big dance floor, and then all the people, like, join into, like, one big pile of people. Yeah. And, like, orgy-looking, and then he, like, crowd surfs on them in a weird way. But I think it was fitting for what was going on. It was fitting. It fit the mood, for sure. As much as I'd rather see a bunch of people dance pretty cool, it was just fitting. Yeah, this this movie did have the bummer was longer than like the good feels. For yeah, me. it had a good ending though. Yeah, with it had, some really good feels. Yeah, it had uh, it it ended on a on a higher mm-hmm. for sure. It had to. Yeah, All this right. isn't Beasts of No Nation. Oh my gosh! Which that well, I guess it did end on a higher note, but <laughs> it wasn't high enough for what had happened in the movie. No, remember Tripod? <laughs> of course. <laughs> He had like an M249 or something running down the hill. For a dick. And then, <laughs> yeah, he was naked. 
gosh. It was a like the African kid soldiers movie. Yeah. And it, it wasn't a documentary. It was like actors, but it was really, really rough. It was a great movie. Yeah, Beast of No Nation. I think it's been on Netflix for a long, long time. It's it's a really great movie, but it's it's tough. It's not for the faint-hearted. But there is an elephant trunk in there. Just see if there you can spot is it. An elephant. Yeah, just see if you can spot it. It's not jiggling as he's running down a hill, swinging around wildly. <laughs> Fucking trip over that thing, man. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, man. All <laughs> right. Um, it makes me blush. <laughs> Gives me the chills. All right. Um, bucket of chicken time. <laughs> um... I think I'm gonna have to give it to Eggsy, man. Yeah, he's a really good actor, and I thought his singing, while it wasn't my favorite, I think it was very much like Elton John. It worked. It, it was. It didn't have to be perfect. Yeah, because he's he's not like like Rami Malek. I think that yeah, that's the guy who played Freddie Mercury. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming he did his own voice. He did his own voice, but they also piped in real Freddie Mercury, okay. so it was a blend of the two. I was gonna say he would have a lot to live up to because Freddie Mercury Fuck. was a great singer, and Elton John he's a great singer too, but mm-hmm. it's a different kind, a much different kind of singing, where kind of just like what comes out works. It's not like perfect. And I think it worked really well. I think he did a good job singing. Yeah, he, he did. He did a really good job acting and nailing some of the weird mannerisms and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think he looked damn good in some of the costumes, too. He did. He, he was able to rock it. Like, put me in that costume, and I'll look like a dipshit. <laughs> you always look like a dipshit, <laughs> Fuck so that's you. not going to be hard. Uh-huh. Um. So, um, how about this question? That's my greatest comeback to that. So, here's my question. You can only have one. Queen or Elton John? Queen. Really? What do you mean? Yeah. Like as far as music goes? Yeah. I haven't heard very many Elton John songs. I mean, I know the Saturday one. That might be one of the first ones I've heard. See, I, lo- I really like Tiny Dancer, though. I love Elton John, but the I'd forgotten about queen. a lot of his songs until they started playing here. I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah, Honky Cat. Oh, fuck, Crocodile Rock. I mean, they didn't even do Benny and the Jets, I don't think. No, they did. Oh, they did? And I'm just hearing all these songs, and I'm like, fuck, man, he was so great. Our song, Daniel, Tiny Dancer, Elton John has a great catalog of fucking awesome songs. And he has a lot, you've heard a lot more of his songs than you think you have. Yeah. Because I recognized a lot of the stuff in here, and some of it has similar sounds, but a lot of it, he's very diverse. He And I, I do really like his music. But I think I can get behind more of Queen's stuff, and I think I don't. That's really tough, actually, because I feel like if I had a lot of either of their music on my playlist, I'm trying to think of whose songs I would skip more. But to be honest, I don't know that many Queen songs, and I know, of course, Bohemian Rhapsody and don't stop like me now. that one. That's what Mr. Fahrenheit. No. I don't no. know. It's don't called know. Don't Stop Me Now. Oh, fucking idiot. Another One Bites the Dust, Crazy Little yeah. Thing Called Love. Oh, that's such a good song. I know. Uh, but then if you... the Boom Boom Clap song. <laughs> I can't remember the title of any of them. Um, we Are the Champions, of course. No, think... We Will Rock You. There you go. Yep. Boom Boom Clap. That's like a Miley Cyrus song. I think it was. Boom Boom Clap. Yeah. Boom De Clap De Clap. That's, that was an original Queen song. I'm glad you pointed that out. And then Miley Cyrus covered it. But, you know, if they didn't have Elton John, then that whole scene on the bus 
in Almost Famous where they're singing Tiny Dancer and they all kind of make up, that song would not be there. That's They'd have true. to have some other makeup song. And I just, that song was fucking perfect. And if you didn't have Elton John, you wouldn't have Ewan McGregor singing our song in yeah in Moulin Rouge. I'm, I think I, because I'm just thinking in my head, what would I rather listen to? This Elton John song or Bohemian Rhapsody? This Elton John song or Bohemian Rhapsody? And I mean, every single Elton John song wins. Well, Bohemian... Even though Bohemian Rhapsody is a very good song... It's not even my favorite. It, like, crushes your soul, like, listening to it. It's long. It's a journey, that song, rather than just kicking back and listening to some Elton John. I think if we really sat down, because Queen, the more I think about it, they have the song... You're my best friend. That's a good one. Man, that's that'd be really, really tough. But I, I, That I, really is a tough one. I need you to make a decision right now, though. I think Elton John. Okay, I'm not going to make a decision. So, <laughs> all right. You um, cheat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Eggsy, he was, he was great in it. He played a great Elton John. I, I can't not give it to him. All right, score time. Uh, I'm going to give it a 90. 90. Okay. That's kind of what I was feeling. The for... 89 and the 88 is good. Yeah. And the 90 is good. I just, I don't know if I could give it a B. I think 89 is like the perfect score for it, but I just, I just don't feel like it's a B of a movie. I do. I'm going to give it uh 88. See that that's a good range. Yeah. I, I'm I, fuck. I love musicals. I really love musicals, but I want them to be more happy and cheery because that fits a musical much yeah, better yeah but except but for moulin rouge but this was good moulin rouge it just is had the, the best musical of all time it had a it was super sad though I, it was super but sad. it fucking worked yeah you i mean like like oh cry baby in greece or like you shut your mouth no i'm saying they're like the happy style yeah. the never sad moments the party hard always you got to get some seriousness in there too, mm-hmm. which I mean, the sadness well, of Moulin on. Rouge does make me just want to chop my head off. It's so fucked and I hate it, but I fucking love that movie. Top five movies for me. It just has to be said that that's one of the greats. Well, I, I don't disagree with that. Greece does have some downers though, because Danny Zuko gets stranded at the drive-in and you'll see that one day. <laughs> I, I haven't seen Crybaby in a long time. But I do remember really liking that one, too. All right, so a lot of people make fun of me for liking Crybaby with Johnny Depp, but I fucking love that movie. I Like, I legit love that movie. A lot of people yeah. might admit it as their guilty pleasure. Fuck no, it's not <laughs> yeah. my guilty pleasure. I fucking love that movie. There's no movie. need to feel guilty. No, it's a it's great Johnny movie. Johnny Depp, too. He was... Heartthrob and a half. Right? That was probably <laughs> his most handsome movie he's, that he did. He's getting his shot and the one tear down his cheek and he's leather jacket motorcycle guy. The soundtrack in that was just awesome. I Yeah, I fucking love and I mean, as soon as I was born, I'd already had an earful about that movie. <laughs> and gotta raise how, you right. How I'd appreciate it. All right, you got anything else? Nothing but the uh, next parameter. Yep, so Jack gets to put parameters on the movie that I get to pick next week. Hopefully... It won't be so narrow where I it's have not. two to choose from. I made sure to make it not that narrow. All right. So you have to pick a movie from the 80s that you would consider one of the best of the 80s or in your like top five for the 80s. Just an 80s movie that you regard very highly that I haven't seen. Okay. I think that I didn't think about it very hard. It just came to me. <laughs> and, uh, Shocker. 
I just thought it was a good one, and I stuck with it. I agree. I like it. I like it. All right. Anything else? Nope. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode number 64 of Movie Muggin. Uh, if you'd like to keep up with us, we're on Instagram and Twitter at Movie Muggin. If you'd like to email us, moviemuggin at gmail.com. And uh, have a Movie Muggin day. Bye. I'll let you probe my butt if you give me a disintegration ray.